Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I am so excited because I am going to share with you another listener who has decided to come on and have a a short little mini session with me and to share it with you. So I have Joanna with me today. Welcome to the show, Joanna. Thank you, Gina. Glad to be here. I am so glad that you would volunteer to do this. It's really um, a wonderful opportunity for other people to hear what your journey has been. And often I get emails when people say that the um, show that they heard with somebody else on it was so parallel to their own story that it really gave them hope. So um, why don't you tell me before we get really rolling here with you, um, what brought you to the podcast? And um, so therefore a little mini session with me. How did you end up with the podcast? Well, I have been experiencing a lot of work-related anxiety um, that sort of probably started a couple years ago, but didn't really realize what it was until a few months ago. Um, And I um, had been to a doctor. I mean, I, I was getting sick and, you know, nothing, couldn't explain anything and, you know, five Finally, after the third time at the doctor's, I was like, you know, could this be anxiety? And they're like, well, yeah, it could be. I mean, I was in tears oh. <laughs> and because um, I was so frustrated, I just didn't know what was going on. And, um, and so, you know, they suggested that I talk to someone. And then that's when I started sort of looking up, you know, things online, you know, what can I do? What can I listen to? You know, something help me <laughs> type I thing. And I came across yours and uh, started listening to it. And and that's how this all started. Good. Well, I hope it's been helpful. I know I get uh, a lot of people saying how helpful the show is um, and actually make big changes even without like seeing me one-on-one or joining the group or anything like that. And then, um, so, but you told me uh, before we got started here that you are also seeing a therapist. So so I'm also on medication temporarily. Um, (laughs) It was quite bad at work and I needed to do something quickly. Um, to turn things around. Um, so, but I'm hoping, you know, uh, my psychiatrist is hoping that, you know, after about six months I can get off the medication um, yeah. because I really believe it was mostly work-related. Uh, a lot of changes happening at work and I think anxiety leading up to that, um, but also just a couple of poor performance issues that mm-hmm. I've been beating myself up about. <laughs> mm. I tend to do that a lot. Um, really come down hard on myself about the littlest things. Um, but yeah, so with medication and therapy and meditation, um, based on your suggestions, <laughs> uh, things have been, been better. Um, Good. but I hope, you know, my, my, biggest fear is, you know, I really don't want to stay on the medication and what's going to happen when I come off of it, you know, 
Right. Yeah, that's a concern for some people. And that is a different, um, it's, an, it's a good thing to talk about because my next question for you was going to be, what uh, is anxiety causing, uh, where's your most irritation or your biggest concerns right now? And so, you know, that can turn into a new worry for us, right? If we went on medication short term because it was suggested for us, then it becomes, oh no, like now what? Um, It can sell, it can perpetuate the anxiety altogether. So just to um, ease that for you, you will cross that bridge when you get to it with your physician's help and you will, um, we're all different. So everybody will, Uh, I talked to people who have done amazing things on their own and then other people who needed long time to uh, wean off it. So uh, you'll cross that when you get to it. It would be really good to be able to kind of put that to rest right now. Right. Because that's something you can't do anything about right now, right? Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's all that thing, a whole thing about worrying about the future and, you know, I, and trying to stay focused on the present. So that's, yeah. that's difficult for me, uh, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Yeah, obviously you were, you are. So are there other irritations or concerns that you have right now with your anxiety that you'd like to bounce around? Well, I mean, there's always, you know, work. I'm mm-hmm. always concerned, you know, am I, when am I going to mess up again? You know, mm-hmm. I try not to focus on that, but it's because of, you know, the past issues over the last couple of years, um, mm-hmm. it's always on my mind. <laughs> Yeah. And I have a new boss. And so I've been trying to, you know, and she knows, you know, that the issues that I had, because she was actually my coworker um, previously. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I just, you know, don't want to start off on the wrong foot with her. And so that's an issue, you know, um, and just, yeah, self doubt, Mm -hmm. a lot at work. So. Yeah. Well, it comes up, especially around work with many people, because 
work is such a part of our stability and our security and how we appear in the world. And um, many people with anxiety are very hard on themselves. Even when things are going well, they will think of something to worry about in the future. Often, yeah. often it's something that we're ruminating about in the past because we've made a mistake. Oh, heaven forbid we should be human. Um, but we, but we, you know, in the anxious mind, it goes round and round. And, uh, and if the, and then if when things calm down, perhaps, and we've even maybe gotten some great performance reviews, all of a sudden we can go jump right into the future. It's almost like this mind wants to have something to chew on, right? It just wants to worry and it's thinking about that. So why don't you tell me what it is you're doing when those thoughts come up and see if we can't come up with some more tools for you to use. Right. Well, um, it seems to happen a lot at night, Mm -hmm. you know, in bed, which, you know, it's hard to, then fall asleep. So uh, sometimes I'll listen to a guided meditation. Um, I downloaded that app that you recommended, the Insight Timer. Yep. Um, which has been great. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, at work, um, I guess I don't think about it as much because I'm busy doing things, but. Uh, it's still always sort of in the back of my mind. Um, so I guess I just try more than anything to focus on what I'm doing and not think about what I might do wrong, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I say that now and I don't know that it always happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's easy to sit here and think that's what I should do. Is that what I'm really doing? Not all the time. Right, because often we can get through a big part of our day and then not even realize that we're worked up, like it kind of creeps in. Yeah. And one of the best uh, barometers of that can be our body, because uh, the mind just is going off doing its thing, and we become so accustomed to it thinking random thoughts or worrisome thoughts that we are doing our work, but these are running in the background. But yes. the place that we might be able to notice it more is in our body. Um, that uh, shoulders going up. This was a favorite of mine. Yes. I used to wear them as earrings. Those shoulders, the shoulders go up. Or a lot of people, the tension shows in their hands. They have um, fists that happen or fidgeting with their hands. Uh, so, do you have any physical things that come up during the day that you've noticed? Um, probably I'm in my heart racing. Okay. Big definitely, one. Definitely the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely the shoulders. Um, I carry a lot of, I mean, I think that's a common thing, but mm-hmm. stress in the shoulder area for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, when it's, when it was really bad at times, you know, heart, heart racing. Yeah. Big time. For me. Did it frighten you at all? Or did it did. You... It yeah. did. I mean, I was wondering, you know, if something was wrong with me. I mean, I'm 48, so I'm starting menopause. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, maybe that's a symptom of menopause. Maybe all this is re- menopause related, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, so 
and just, yeah, sort of not full fledged panic attack, but definitely getting a little panicky. Yeah. And especially with that heart rate, heart rate going up and, and feeling that because when we think about it and then we add to it and it keeps going. And so I think that some of the, um, best ways that you can you can actually use your body then because you do notice that you have some tension um tell me a little bit about your setting at work are you at a desk are you moving around all day so i work in a lab i'm a medical technologist and i'm at the microscope a lot okay um i'm up and down sort of at the microscope running samples um not racing around you know but uh, stay pretty much in a couple different areas. Um, depending on how busy we are, I could be, you know, going back and forth to a couple different areas. But, okay. um, you know, I'll, at, when I'm at the microscope, a lot of times I'm supposed to be focusing on the sample I'm looking at and I'm, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is thinking, you know, about whatever, right yeah. now. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, stop. I've got to focus on what I'm doing here. And, yeah. you know, it, it's sometimes I don't even realize it until after, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, I should be done with this by now. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we can be that taken away from what we're doing. Yeah. Just in our mind. We're, we're still in the same place, but our mind has gone a thousand miles away. Yeah. So I love that you're at the microscope because I think this could be um, a place for you. You know, I often talk about when people are in, do transitions like when you get in your car, use that when you shut the door as a time of transition or, but maybe you could use, um, you know, a couple times during the day, actually being right there with the microscope. Maybe it's after you've run a sample and you come to sit back down again or something. Um, okay, here I am with my microscope at my place and just take three, only three mindful breaths. Like you can look like you're doing something else. People don't need to know what you're doing. I mean, people do this in all kinds of places. Um, Like you say, you're already sitting there and your mind is somewhere else. So we might as well be constructive about it. And just relax, you know, do that whole thing that I talk about, which I'm sure you've heard and maybe the other listeners. um, But if there's someone new, it's we relax our belly and we relax our shoulders and just take three breaths that we are noticing. We see them going in and our, um, we let our diaphragm flatten out just a little bit more to stimulate the, the nervous system, the, the vagus nerve, and, and stimulate that uh, parasympathetic nervous system. Three breaths can actually bring a shift and just let you get through maybe another, an hour or two um, without it all starting to tighten back up again. Because we just tend to just do that again where we tighten back up. But I would use that uh, microscope as your trigger. Like, okay, time to take three mindful breaths. And that's less than a minute. Right. So I can fit that in. Yeah, yes. I would definitely try that. Before I I let you go, though, I want to hear a little bit about your other self-care. You said you're doing some meditation. Yeah, I've been trying to meditate every morning um, because before I, you know, after I get up, it's quiet in the house Mm -hmm. and um, I can't do it at night. You know, a lot of people say, why would you do it in the morning? Don't you want to do it at night after your long day? But 
there's too much going on, you know, in the evening and, and it's, it's, it's dark and quiet in the morning. And so I've been trying to do that. You know, I have probably uh, the issue with a lot of people do where I think I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but um, you know, and working through the racing thoughts that I'm trying not to have, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've been trying to, trying to do at least 15 minutes every morning. Beautiful. Doesn't always, doesn't always happen. Right. Sometimes it's five, but you know, you say, even if you just do a minute that can help. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. That, that um, I liked hearing that. Um, so I that try to sounds beautiful. In. I think yeah. you've built in the routine now. You sound like you're building in the routine. And then the extra time adding on will come. But right. the fact that you are willing. And I want to tell you that um, many meditation teachers um, will tell you that their favorite time is morning to sit. Okay. Um, because it actually sets their day up. Better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it sets you up for a good day. And so often, we all know this from exercise, if we say we'll do it at the end of the day, and then we're tired, and then something else comes in the way. So I think your intuition was right on okay. with you going with mornings, yeah. And I do exercise. I, actually, I try to exercise at least three times a week. Um, good. I do that af- actually after work. Okay, <laughs> uh, well, good. You're dedicated. I just don't want to get up any earlier than I already have to. Yeah. So good. Very good. And how is your sleep? Well, it's okay. I I'm challenged a bit because I have narcolepsy. Okay. And um, one of the symptoms I have is issues with staying asleep. Okay. So I'm on medication for that. Um, but uh, it. It was okay up until several months ago, and I think it was all this anxiety building up um, and possibly hormonal changes, but it seems to be doing a little bit better now. Um, Okay. Comes and goes. Yeah. You know, I can fall asleep okay, but often I'll get up at like one in the morning and, you know, have to read or something. Okay. Yeah. but uh, I liked hearing what you said about, you know, if you get a couple hours of sleep before midnight, that counts for. <laughs> so yeah. I've tried to take that into consideration. Um, yeah, it's good, t- it's good sleep. It's really deep sleep and uh, uh, rejuvenating. So good for you, especially because you know you have another challenge that you're working on with your sleep. Yes. Um, and uh, it's interesting that you've noticed that the stress level actually affected the narcolepsy also, perhaps, the not being able to stay asleep. So as your stress levels come down, and as uh, you should be able to get back into what you were sleeping before, but also the meditation will also give you some rest in and of itself, even though you're getting up in the early in the morning and doing it, it is also helpful as far as what our mind and brain needs as far as rejuvenation. So that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted to ask you um, before we ended the time together and um, 
I wanted to ask you if you have any words of wisdom, perhaps, for the people listening. Like, what do you, you know, from coming this far in your journey and actually having some revelations and some great intuitions on what to do for yourself? Any words of wisdom? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I guess when I was going through this and getting sick all the time and, you know, going to the doctor and everything's coming back normal and no one's ever suggesting, you know, maybe you're, you know, what's your personal life like? What's your work life like? You know, maybe if you're, if other people are going through this, you know, just to think about maybe it's, you know, anxiety or or mental issues or depression or whatever. um, We have to look after ourselves. Yeah. Because, you know, just doesn't always uh going to the doctor doesn't always cut it (laughs) exactly Um, Exactly. and yeah I guess for me you know once I realized it was anxiety and started taking steps to help it it was a big big difference I think that's really important a really important tip uh Joanna because so often we dig into the physical. What could it be? It must be this. And the medical community is often very happy to help you just keep digging with more tests. And uh, and it would be helpful if we could look at ourselves more holistically, you know, as what, you know, what is your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise? What do you do for self-care? Are you sleeping at night? So I think that's a really good tip. And, um, of course, you had to find it the hard way, but... Yeah. Um, but you are really coming out on the other side of it. So I really want to thank you uh, for taking time to do this, for being on the show and opening up to everybody, because I know that there are people out there listening and you have an interesting, um, uh, you know, we all have a different set of physical things that are going on with us, mental um, things that are going on with us, lifestyle Uh, changes. And so you have a lot of different little elements that somebody out there listening, I know is going, wow, I never realized that this could be the same thing for me. So Joanna, thank you again for sharing with us. And uh, I hope you'll stay in touch and let me know how you're doing. Thank you, Gina. I appreciate it. Be well, everyone. Aloha. And now for today's quote. Happiness is not a matter of intensity, but of balance and order and rhythm and harmony. And that's from Thomas Merton. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 